My name is Matt Brown. Well, do you dress for success or do you dress to impress? Both. How often do you dress to confess? Never. If you did, what would you say? Lord, forgive me for I have sinned. And let's start the show. Boys, I found the beer you hid in the garage. After all our talks about drinking, you still think it's cool? Well, it's not. Now sit down and watch. Look at me. I'm Mr. Cool. Mmm. Everybody digs my scene. I'm the grooviest dude who was ever grooved on. What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, February 16th, 2023, episode 199, and this episode is coming in hot. We got an awesome brand new guest to introduce to you, and we have nothing but pure entertainment throughout. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media or on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdConvoPod, or on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So as I mentioned to you, this is the 199th episode. Next week, we celebrate our 200th podcast, and we're only going higher and higher from there. But for episode 199, I introduce to you somebody who's part of the podcast world himself, somebody who wants to make his presence known in media and the world of sports media. His name is Hayden Nadler, coming from Stanford, Connecticut, graduated from Quinnipiac University. I am told he's a huge Jet fan. I am told he is a very unique and interesting individual, and I'm really excited to meet him and see what it's all about with Hayden Nadler. He is the host of the Settle Settle the Score podcast, which can be found on all podcasting platforms, including Spotify. And this guy is very... This guy got my attention. He was suggested to me by some cool people. And I can't wait to show you what makes him so cool, allegedly. And this is my first time meeting him. And we've talked, we've texted and... Yeah, he definitely is very, very interesting. So why don't I show you what makes this guy so interesting? So let's do it. Episode 199 for the first time ever. We have Hayden Adler from the Settle the Score podcast. Let's get to know him a little bit. So Hayden, for the first time ever, it's your turn on the Productive Conversations podcast. Let's get to know each other. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. All right, everybody. My next guest is apparently the biggest Jet fan in the world. He Absolutely. Is... <laughs> good start. Good start. He graduated from Quinnipiac University. He is pursuing a career in the media, and he's one interesting fella for what I'm hearing. So let's learn all about this guy. He hosts the Settle the Score podcast, which can be found on all podcasts and platforms, including including Spotify. I've Hayden Nadler joining me tonight. What's going on, Hayden? Nice to meet you. Not much. I'm just excited to be on the show. Really excited to give my content and little bit more you utilize my platform as well really excited to look forward to speaking to you excellent excellent yes so the way we were introduced the infamous brian schwartz 
Thank you. He's been on the show before. He's a good guy, good friend. He has some crazy takes that I like debate, but um, that's who brought us together. And I guess we're going to start off with, how do you know, Brian? I know you graduated from Quinnipiac. I assume we know some of the few people. Yep. Um, whether you're Ralph's or Adam Kaner, Adam Laner, or, uh, you know, like Eric and all those gentlemen. Yep. So basically tell me how you first got to know them and how did you wind up from Quinnipiac? And are you from Stanford? No, I'm actually from Long Island, New York. Um, oh, I wound okay. up at Quinnipiac. Um, it was a great school for me. I loved every minute of it. I got my um, bachelor's as well as my MBA from Quinnipiac. Oh, okay. And uh, me and Brian have known each other since about, 2015 2016 we were in the same fraternity we became really good friends and all those guys are we started a fraternity together called AEPI and we became oh, really? really lifelong friends and it's really been an awesome journey and I still speak to those guys we graduated they graduated in 2019 and 2020 uh, both of them and we still speak three years later we've been friends for over 10 years from from the Quinnipiac and it's been an awesome experience okay interesting so Long Island New York which um which town? Like, is this a you're a North Shore guy or South Shore? Uh, I'm from uh, Dix Hills. I'm at the last exit. So it's basically exit 50 and past are Suffolk County and exit 49 and below are Nassau County. So I'm literally right between right in the middle between Nassau and Suffolk. But um, I'm technically from Suffolk County, Dix Hills, Long Island. Or OK, OK, OK. So like, yeah, I just huge radio nerd. It helps bring this. So I hear of Dix Hills and the, there's a famous caller on the fan and serious named Harvey and Dix Hills. So that's how I remember <laughs> that connection. But OK, so Long Island, New York. I sue. So we talked about. We'll definitely get in your Jets fandom, but I sue. I uh, you do a sports podcast, so we'll get into yep. that. But you're just for yep. your origin story. Growing up in Long Island, what um got you influenced and into sports and um, um know, the other stuff you're interested in. I mean, the sports really has been a lifelong thing for me. Um, I started playing baseball when I was about seven years old and continued playing high school and got involved in it in college. Um, I was the student manager for the men's basketball team um, at Quinnipiac. So I have a lot of different experience in football, basketball, baseball, um, okay. as well as right now I, I coach at a middle school called Eastwoods in um, Oyster Bay. So I do a different sport for every season and I'm one Excellent. of the coaches there. So it's really, I, sports has been a lifelong thing for me. It's developed great friendships. Um, I work for the Mets as well. So I have a lot of different experience in the industry. Really? Um, really, yeah, we're really working with a lot of people, making connections and building off the connections I made with my MBA as well, combining it with sports. Impressive, impressive. So I reckon like the your teams are Jets, Mets, or your Islanders fan. I am or? I'm one of the few who's a Jet Yankee. I, I root for the Jet Yankees Yankee. the Jets. Usually it's Mets, Jets, Islanders, and then it's Rangers, Giants, Yankees, but I root for the Mets and the Jets, the Knicks as well. Hockey I'm not as big into, but I follow our college hockey team since we're we're very good. So that's the team I follow. I've noticed, I've noticed that. Yeah. And um and for the for basketball, you did you mention you said Knicks or Nets? Oh, Knicks, 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 team. Knicks fan. Okay, yep. great. So you're the um again the Jets, Yankees, Knicks, and hockey will go with the Quinnipack. That's is that the Wildcats? The Bobcats. Bobcats. Okay, I knew yep. there was some cat connection there. Okay, and then the other you you into like golf or the UFC? Uh, I'm into or... UFC a little bit. Golf. Um, I know a lot about tennis too. Mm-hmm. I can have a conversation about that. Um, really, I'm mostly into all sports. 
Really. Excellent. Okay. Love I, know, I know a little bit about soccer too. I have, I have a basic knowledge. Yes. And we're all trying to expand our horizons. For me, it's the, uh, yeah, the typical Giants, Yankees, Knicks, Rangers for me. I love, uh, I really want to get into UFC a little more. I know, like, I watch the big name fights and I know the, um, how they had a recent one Isla- Islam versus uh, Alexander Volokovsky. That was, that was a good one. Yeah, I heard that a big, uh, not a title unification, but a double title match. Yeah, it was a, it was a unanimous decision five rounder. So I heard that was a good fight. Okay, great, great. And um, I've even covered WWE in this, but that's more. Oh, WWE. Yeah. Oh, legit? Yep, a little bit. Yep. Really? Can you yep. get into that a little more too? Okay. We'll talk a little bit more about WWE. Yeah. And yeah, also big golf, big golf fan. And tennis, you know, know the game, know the big names. But also really like horse racing. I think that's one thing a lot of people don't know. I'm horse racing. I I haven't really gotten into yet. I know Francesca on the radio is a huge horse horse racing guy. Oh like yes, for, for sure. It's a very niche group. I've been a horse racing fan since my grandfather and father. They've been my my grandpa was known to be in Belmont, at, you know, after World War II and even bound the horses there. Okay. And so, you know, obviously that specific May and late early June is the typical season. And then they race up in Saratoga. And um, it's just a fascinating process to me. And I think the horses are smarter than people think as well. I heard, like they say, they're legitimately competitive. Yeah, the and, horses um, are, yeah. But yeah, that's the one thing. We, we have our connection, special connection. The ultimate distraction is sports. But besides sports... What other things are you do you like movies or music or I don't know poetry if that's your niche? Um, I mean I love I love watching movies. I'm a big I like to read books. I, I read a lot. I try to read every day, fifty minutes a day. Yeah, uh, I'm very very big into coaching. Um, that's something I really got into. I like giving back to my community. Um, and yeah, I mean education's really my my biggest thing that I'm really really into. I'm really into that. Um, I, I actually love to learn. I I, I like being in school so it was one of the things i really enjoyed one of mm. my goals and to get my doctorate one day so that's something i it's a lifelong dream but um yeah just about all different things i try i try to keep myself current with like politics and current events in the stock market so i do try to keep myself relatively um relatively informed on a lot of different topics that way i can have a conversation same here so very studious and i feel the same way i do try to read just around just as much as you like an hour a day, a lot of nonfiction and current events to improve myself as a host and just uh, keep my brain active. Can they say, um, they say as you're eight, the one thing they've noticed, it's a theory, but I mean, it's tough when they talk about people with dementia and Alzheimer's and they're still trying to figure out, but one of the theories that if you keep your brain active, that helps prevent those causes. And I know I'm not an expert saying that I'm not a doctor, but I'm just going off what I heard. So when I heard that, I just like to train my brain as much as I can and like, soak up as much. Well, yeah, it definitely, it definitely keeps you young. It feels like I, it will, it will definitely be good for your health, I feel like, too. Definitely. And you mentioned about giving back to your community. Can you um, expand more of that for me? So, like, you know, there's so many people already that seem very selfish and seem very – not everybody. There's a lot of people just uh, just doing their own thing. Yeah. They don't have the time or the money or the resources. But why you, Hayden? Why do you decide to give back in this crazy um, world I we mean, live in? Personally, I just feel like with the things I've achieved, I think I feel like I have to be – I have a certain responsibility to give back and help others. Um, I think that's really, really important. Like there was a quote from – there's a quote from Spider-Man. I, you probably know the quote. With great power comes great responsibility. Um, I genuinely do believe that. 
like I do feel like where I come from in a, in a relatively affluent area of Dixon, I feel like there's other people who maybe don't have it as maybe don't have it as good. And I feel like just being able to help others and just being being able to encourage others and be a positive person that people can look up to is something I feel like everyone in their life needs, whether you're a CEO of a company or if you're, you know, it doesn't really matter what, what your job status or title is. I think everyone needs someone to believe in them and encourage them and just help them make the right decisions in life. Well, that's very admirable, Hayden. And like I said, a lot of people in our generation, you know, I'm a few years older, um, but that they don't really feel that need for whatever reason, or they feel like, oh, you know, when I'm super duper rich, I could just write a check. But it's it's more than that. It's about, like you said, not forgetting where you came from and being genuine about it, too, because you could really help one person. And that goes a long way. And that only leads to helping others. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I really respect that, Hayden. I, I really do. And so when you're not producing, Kyle, like, like what are you up to and you're coaching? Like, do, do you work in the school system? Yeah, I, I work I work in I work in Eastwood School. I kind of work in a very different variety of administrative positions right now. So I'm kind of like kind of the jack of all trades school at, at the school I help out. Okay. Um, but mainly my, my main role at the school is to be a coach. Um, I also help my athletic director as well with a lot of different responsibilities. So there. And then on the weekends, I also coach another team for flag football. So I'm involved in a youth sports league. All right. So big well. coach. So Coach Hayden right here. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> so, so when you're coaching, though, what what's your strategy in here? Do you look at like all the great coaches throughout sports uh, history, try to my, learn from what they coach, have? My or? Coach that I look, the, the coach that I look forward and look up to the most is Jim Valvano. I try to okay. embody my coaching <laughs> philosophy off of him, just enthusiasm. Um, you know, just making sure that people have someone that they can rely on and talk to, not just about the game. Um, I feel like people think coaching is just about the game, the strategy. And I don't really just believe in that. Like in terms of the kids I work with at the middle school, I just think like, Hey, how was your day? Or, How's your family or like certain problems you can really help out kids or people that you're coaching. It doesn't have to be just about the game. That's why I think people don't really understand about coaching. They think it's just about the strategy and, you know, working with the kids and developing a game plan. And like, for me personally, I'm, I'm more cognizant about the other things and just being a good influence and role model, not, yeah. not necessarily being the most well-liked or the best coach, but just being someone that people can look up to. I like that. Beyond the X's and O's, you're trying to make a leg- legitimate impact. Yeah. And, you know, how is it coaching kids nowadays, this Gen Z generation so obsessed with their phones or, you know, various I mean, it's things tough. going on? It's tough. I work at a, uh, I work at a private school, so it's obviously the kids come from money. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's sometimes a little bit difficult to get them to do things, you know, some of them are a little entitled, not, not in a bad way, but you know, that's just, it's just a little bit different about, you know, how they were raised as compared to us. So it's just kind of being cognizant of that. And it's fun. I, I love coaching there. I love every second of it. I love the people I work with. The people I work with always encourage me and want me to be the best version of myself. So like, I can't really say enough about working at that school as well as the youth league I work with. The people are very tremendously encouraging and supportive of myself. No way. How about that? Do you see yourself maybe, you know, with the various things in your life going on, do you think maybe you can become whether an official high school coach, maybe even work professionally, work in your way um, up the ranks? I or? would like to work high school. That would be my next level. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'd like to do that just to experience like the competitiveness of a baseball team. 
Yeah. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of working on it a little bit, but um, I'm definitely happy where I am at the middle school. They they treat me very nicely, and I'm excited to I'm excited to go back and give a difference. Look at that! Look at that! Especially, I mean, you you know, you already have an MBA, which is really impressive. And if you're getting yeah. your doctorate, it only helps. That's that, something that. more down the line. It was more of a dream, but it's, it's it's always good to have something that you aspire to be or to towards. Well, you have One my day. support that with Hayden, my support there. That's awesome. So my man gives back to the community. He coaches. He goes beyond the X's and O's trying to make a real connection with people. And with all of those great attributes, how could you choose the New York Jets as your special team, Hayden? Let's don't, go with don't, there. Don't even get me started in the Jets. I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the Jets for a little bit right now. Of course, we let's have... start the origin story. But first, before before we get to the current Jets, how did you become a fan of the team in general? You, you could have picked the Giants. And in the NFL, so many people, you know, you have – since the NFL is king, everybody has – it seems so many different people have teams, whether or not – they're fans of teams, whether or not necessarily from. But why did you pick the Jets? Oh, um, my well, my dad's had season tickets since 1969. And oh, okay. I've been going to, and I've, it's a family thing. And I've been going to the games since I was like five years old. I remember a fateful day in 2008. I used to root for both the Jets and the Giants until 2008 when I was about – 11 or 12 okay. and my dad said to me he's like you got to make a choice you can't root for Fair both enough. so i said screw this i'm rooting for the jets and i had a couple of good years after that 20 2009 2010 i said boy i made the right decision my god they're, they're, <laughs> they're great and then the next 12 years have gone to 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 crap as you know the next yeah. 13 so you know we'll talk about that a little bit but who was your favorite Jet growing up? One, especially when you decided oh, that this was a team. Darrell oh, Revis, without a question. And he just got inducted first Battle yeah. Hall of Famer, Revis yeah, Island. Yeah, he, he was my favorite. How did you? How did? How did you react when you saw him getting the nod and making it official? Um, I was happy, but you know, I'm not surprised. He's one of the greatest corners ever. So you know. You know, there were some Jeff fans who didn't like him, whether it was his attitude or holding out in practice. Well, he decided to go to the New England Patriots to get a ring. So he, he ring chased with the Pats. So that's why Jeff fans don't like him because they feel like he betrayed us, which I could understand at some level. I could. But you look at him, he had the two greatest quarterback seasons in the history of the league in 2009, 2010. So you got to you gotta look at it like that. So you forgive him for, for this? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. He, had, he gave us some great years. And I'm sure your father was happy to see Joe Klecko make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was very happy. Klecko has always been good. Yeah, the real special one took him a long time. All pro at three different positions. And for some reason, they gave they made him wait decades. But at least he got in. Yeah, he deserved it. He's had a long wait. And um, definitely with the sack exchange with him and Mark Asinow, it was yeah. a great unit. Man, yeah, you you picked the Jets at that time too. Two thousand eight Giants just won a Super Bowl, and um, they had a really good, arguably a better team the next year after they won in 07. Oh yeah, they won. They won. They won, uh, they won thirteen games that year. Yep, and then he just collapsed at the end. Plaxico shoots himself, and well, we know what happened there. But even despite that, you still picked the Jets. Rex Ryan years, Mark Sanchez. Yep. <laughs> And uh, I don't, I got to say the Jets, me and, you know, it's not that I hate the Jets. I really don't. 
it's just some of their fans, you know, get under my skin. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah, uh, I agree with you on that. It, but. It's just a, uh, playing a heel persona with that. This, I do the same with Mets fans too. It, you know, when I grew up, my dad was a real Tom Brady fan. I picked the Giants simply because I just saw him first. You know, Kerry Collins, Tiki Barber, Michael Strahan. That was the start for me. And then just kept going that way. That's where my Giants fandom really started. And my dad was more just a big Tom Brady fan. And, um, you know, go with the flow type of fan. And then my dad's a Met fan. And I picked the Yankees. Mainly I just saw the Yankees first. And I just defied authority in that sense. So with my biggest fans and, um, you know, with the Knicks, I like a lot of people started out with the Shaq and Kobe. And then I was like, you know what? I'll keep the New York tradition going. Let's go with the Knicks. And I'm still waiting for a comfortable season. Gosh, and God. then the, the Knicks are, the, Knicks, the are Knicks are a joke, but. <laughs> hey, they're making a fight now. They're really making a push. Well, yeah, the first year, but, first year in a while, but you know, for sure, we're excited with what Jalen Brunson is is really might be the first piece to finally change it around. And I mean, you saw the war. You know, one thing I say, like the Golden State Warriors and still Steph got there were a joke franchise. They really were. Like well, Baron well, Davis. A couple of years with Baron Davis and the Miracle. Warriors, they had that one year, right? And Stephen Jackson, yeah, but they, they didn't take the country by storm like they have now. For it was no. this dynasty they're running, yeah. No, yes, and it all I started with one player, and with you know, and then we'll go transition back to the Jets, but at least with Jalen Brunson, might be the start of it. I mean, I know Julius Randle helped lead him to the playoffs only to get embarrassed by the Hawks and then didn't make it last year, but it seems like it's Jalen's team, and we're wholly, hopefully growing more with it. Addition to Josh Hart and and um, maybe Thibs taking more patience and we'll just see where we go from there. We'll see. I mean, I would have liked it if they got a superstar like Zach Levine or someone someone else to really get be another yeah. key contributor. I would have liked that, but I mean, I like the roster the way it is. I just feel like they're one superstar away, and we say the same thing every year. I just I didn't feel like that. We have a lot of good contributing players, just not that one superstar. And you only hope – well, it looks like looking back, we should have made that um, Donovan Mitchell, RJ, and all those assets deal. Of course, of course. And now you see him on the Cavs, you know, having a good year. It's, it's frustrating. Exactly. Frustrating is the perfect word. And I don't know. Well, hopefully we can at least make the playoffs, not in the play-in. You know, may, at least be competitive. Maybe even win a round. I I want to I want to get the top six seed. I don't feel like I don't want, I don't want that play in tournament. Just make it easy. Make the top six. That's that's what I want. Right. Make the top six, and then hopefully we could just garner interest, garner interest, garner interest from a uh, free yeah. agent, and maybe finally yeah. start something special. Because they always say that's the special one. If the Knicks specifically can win the finals. Like that's the ultimate championship for because oh yeah there's so when many the, people together when the Knicks won a playoff game the city almost collapsed or the, they almost destroyed the city when they won one playoff game so right Atlanta it was like the end of the world and you know Mike Francesa you mentioned here big influence um and by the way when I'm typing I just want to let you know I'm just writing my notes for the timestamps yeah no I, I got you so. He said, someone asked him, what would be the what what if the ultimate what if factor? And he actually said, you know, I really would find it interesting if the Knicks won in 94. Like if they won that finals, that would have been well, you really have special. Rangers shift would have been a big one. Yeah, could you imagine that time? Just I mean, 2000, 2000 was a crazy year. The Giants were in the Super Bowl and the Jets and the, and the, the Giants were in the Super Bowl and the Mets and the Yankees. Yeah. But the World Series. So that was a And the Knicks time. made the finals that year, too. Yeah, so that was like, that was a... Yeah, it was a great year for New York. Yeah, so 
waiting for those days again. Haven't won a title since. Well, I mean, we if you count MLS, we won an MLS title in 19, but. When was the last the New York major one? It was 2000, oh, 2011. Giants. Yeah, so still waiting for those great days. But back to the Jets, the New York Jets. And let's get with the current Jets. The New York Jets this year, you had, well, what is the word we're looking for? I don't know if it's interesting, compelling, definitely not compelling towards the end. Um, you had a year that, I will just say for lack of a better word, interesting. It really was. You you, you literally draft the uh, offensive rookie of the year on offense, the offensive rookie of the year on defense. Now that's and, and, and you still only win seven games. Yeah. And actually happened to be in Miami and watch the final game of the year in Miami and it was it was a boring football game and they just no they was not putting up a fight and oh, I understand oh. um you know what they were they working we working weren't working with anything no quarterback and they'll we'll start with the whole Zach Wilson de- all right the whole Zach Wilson debacle we got Robert Sala still trying to figure out what he's at um, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets. But yes, after you, you, you clearly have a great future. And the one thing everybody says, we need a quarterback and we can make a legitimate run. And Hayden, I'll give, before I give my opinions on it, who do you think should be the next quarterback of the Jets? And you could be realistic with it or you could have a fantasy, but who should be the next Jets quarterback and why? And if you can get it. In all seriousness, the next quarterback, if they want to win right now, which we'll get into more about Joe Douglas in, in a bit. But right now, the quarterback of the future that they should get for right now, I'd rather have Rodgers maybe get a chip. That's that's the quarterback I would want. Mm-hmm. I think he's the most realistic where he can elevate the team. With the wide receivers he you have, he would give you a legit chance to win 11 or 12 games and get that get into that playoff conversation with Buffalo and Buffalo's going to have Josh Allen, who's still turnover prone. Miami has two who's coming off all the concussions. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots have Mac Jones, who's kind of a mystery at this point. So yeah, you probably have the best quarterback in the in the in the AFC East. You'd probably have the best quarterback with Aaron Rodgers. That's who I think I would want and who they should be going all out to get at this point right now. Who do I think they will get? <laughs> I think they will probably get Ryan Tano. Because I don't feel like Rodgers and Carr are going to come to New York. I feel like with the with the signings they had, they just signed Todd Downings, who's the OC, when uh, Tannehill was the quarterback. They also just signed Nathaniel Hackett. Um, I just see I, I see it right now. I see the future unfolding right before my eyes that they're going to miss on Derek Carr and then they're going to miss on Tannehill. They're going to miss on uh, Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to fall back with Tannehill. That's what I, that's what I think in my – gut that's what's telling me what is going to happen but i really would want them to get aaron Rodgers. that's who i want i think they should get but that being said i just have a strange feeling that they're going to wind up with ryan Tano. like this is what i say with the jet fans and you can attest it's just amazing how much there's a dark cloud over a franchise and everything that can go wrong does go wrong i mean yep, that's why that's, like- that's what i'm thinking to myself that's so why I try to tell the Jeff Fates, you're not going to get the top tier. You're not getting Aaron Rodgers. You're not getting Lamar Jackson. Nope, you're not getting Derek Carr. And I just think of just legitimate bad vibes, juju and luck, which will prevent you from getting those top tiers. Even if you give everybody but um, Garrett Wilson and Sauce Garner away, they still would say no or whatever. And then you have this 
tier of who you're probably going to settle with the Ryan Tannenhills, the Baker Mayfields, the Jimmy Garoppolo's seems like Derek Carr looks like he's going to go to Carolina. Yeah. Derek Carr, I think is going to go to Carolina or I think he just New Orleans. Those are the two. I feel like he could go to. And Jimmy G I think probably may go to the Buccaneers. That's what I think. Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny? But yeah, yeah, Aaron Rodgers ultimately is the best case scenario, but it's ultimately up to him. Now, I I like to troll with the Jeff fans that you're not getting him, but obviously Aaron Rodgers is a major wild card because of his very unique mind. I mean, he started his quote unquote darkness retreat, or at least least I assume he is. (laughs) He's going to be taking his psychedelic medicine like he took for, for COVID. Yeah, He's and crazy. when I'm when I'm I'm not trying to. If I were try, if we were to try to delve into Aaron Rodgers' mind, and think, what does this guy want to do? What does he want to be remembered for? I, I really, it really seems he does not care what we think at all. No. And uh, another solution that I brought up on the just talking about with the Jets, like if you have a guy like. Why can't you draft a quarterback in the third round? Like even with a veteran, why can't you get a guy like Hendon Hooker? Like they haven't done been successful with any quarterbacks they've drafted. Why don't you just keep drafting one and see if one develops? Because like the Seattle Seahawks did, they originally came in with Matt Flynn as their quarterback in 2012, yeah. and then Russell Wilson developed into a All Pro and Hall of Famer. Like why can't you draft another guy in the third round and see if he develops? You know why can't you do it? They they should have given James Morgan more time. Um, they should have given quarterbacks that they've drafted in the third or fourth round more time. Bryce Petty, they didn't develop. They didn't develop James Morgan. Um, but like, if you keep failing, like you got to keep trying, like eventually you're going to hit on a guy. Like we're not smart. Yeah, what do they have to Jeff lose fans, at this point? Jeff fans are not smart enough. We have drafted Zach Wilson with this GM. Well, I'm, I'm going to get started on the GM a little bit. All right. Okay? Get into Joe Douglas's performance I'm, right now. I'm getting Let's into do this it. right now. I'm getting into right now. This guy is 20 and 46 as GM. He's been awful, okay? His most wins in a season, single season has been 7 and 10. 20 and 46. And this is what Jet fans are saying is the next coming of Jesus. All right? What has he done? Tell me what he's done that's honestly been any bit productive. He hasn't done anything. His most wins were seven seven wins. That was his most wins. And that was the year it was Gase's staff, not even his own team. He drafted the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year. And the team still only won seven games. Do you know how bad the rest of the roster has to be? You with the quarterback. You with the Zach Wilson. You screwed up Sam Darnold. You drafted James Morgan, who was a, a failure. Another quarterback. Like, what does this guy have to do? Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's been four <laughs> years since they made the playoffs. Four years. No other sport town in America would put up with the amount of crap that this team has put up with. And then you're telling me in year five, it's all of a sudden going to change? That's like tell. Okay, I'm going to give you an example of that. You know what? Apple computers have their certain products. That some of them sell and some of them don't. Yep. After four years, wouldn't you think after four years that the product not working, that it's just not going to work in year five? Because I've seen this so many times. I have seen this. They're going to go year five, and it's all of a sudden going to change. It, it's not. I, if I'm a betting man, I'm a diehard Jetman. I want them to win, of course. I, nothing more pleases me in the world than them winning. But if I'm a betting man and I see it hasn't worked for four years, what makes you think it's honestly realistically going to work for the fifth year? Like, What makes you think that? If they haven't had any of the success, if I'm seeing the under, if I'm seeing the over under for wins at eight with the Jets, I'm hammering the under. I'm hammering <laughs> it. I think next year is the year where we're going to finally get a new coach, a new quarterback, and get rid of this crap regime because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of going five years and not making the playoffs. It's just enough. Eventually, the wins have to happen. Like, I don't really care who you draft. If they don't win football, 
football games, get a new team or get a better GM or a better coach. Because this crap has been enough. We're going to look back and say we have to go through the Joe Douglas years. He had a terrible 2020 draft. If you look at his 2020 draft, awful. Makai Becton has been hurt. Aston Davis has been hurt. Denzel Mims has been awful. Uh, I'm going to give you another one. Brandon Eccles isn't even on the team anymore. They drafted a punter who's one of the worst in the league, by the way. If you actually took, saw the end of those games last year, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. The punting situation is a nightmare. And Elijah Moore, they don't even know how to use. So you have all these guys that you drafted that have been complete busts. And then you're going to say the two picks he made and Brees Hall subsequently negate all the negative. Like there's been so much crap with this guy. Like the guy's done a terrible job. 20 and 46 should not be being celebrated. And any other GM in any other GM in the history of sport would be fired. I would have fired him after year two, after they went two and 14. I can't take another year of this crap. I can't. I can't. I really cannot. And I, I want to see them do well. But at the same point, I want a new GM and I want a new coach because I want a different regime. I want different opinions. And I'm not waiting another four years to make the playoffs. I'm not. I feel like I'm reasonable in that request. We are going to make sure your message is heard, Hayden. And I really wonder why more people aren't War of the Jets Nation is more level-headed than you in this situation. I am very surprised how many people dick ride Joe Douglas for oh, someone oh, who hasn't the, made the, him. The Douglas dick riding club is is I've never seen anything like it. He is the most overrated GM in the history of sports in New York <laughs> sports. Okay, and I'm going to tell you what Joe Douglas is. Joe Douglas is like a pig with lipstick. That's what he is. He's done a shit job, and they keep telling me he has these two draft picks that, that negate all the negative. He's a pig with lipstick. That's what he is. He's been terrible. Please open their eyes, Jet fans. Please. Like, what do you want? I, I, do you want four years with no playoffs? Like, that's not good. It's not good, regardless of who you draft. And he hasn't won so many trades. If he won so many trades, the team would actually be winning more than seven games. Is it because he's just so intimidating looking? Like, that's not that's not a guy who would pick a fight on this street. I feel like somebody oh, no, 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 just scared I'll, of him. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. He... A supposedly a fan like yelled at him for drafting Zach Wilson after one oh, of the shit. games. And then he goes, he goes, I'll put you in a pretzel, you mother effer, or something. He said that to the fan. Really? After the game. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not messing with him, but I mean his job is GM just he just hasn't been good enough. Like that's just the bottom line. The, the wins haven't came. Yeah. And they, that's they, what you should be judged on, not who you draft. Yeah, the Johnsons have really given him a leash. And you know, I like I said, it does help his case now when you draft the offensive and defensive rookie of the year now, there's at least yeah, it does. some momentum I, I, in there. Like I said, you know, I, I agree with that. I agree. But, but that being said, you know, you win seven games. That's not good enough. You're right. And this should be the contract year for everybody, for Sala, for him. And clearly, if just Zach Wilson, if you just had a better, more competent quarterback, you at least are getting into that wild card game, it seems. At least. And that has to, that has to fall on the GM that he selected this guy. Like, who are we putting that on? Like, it, it's, everything is great but the quarterback. That's like saying everything is great at McDonald's but the burger. Like, that's <laughs> the most important thing. Like, how could you say that? People say that to me. I'm like, are, are, you, are you stupid? Like, that's the most important thing. <laughs> yes. What, what thing, one thing that, that really baffled me during that, during that um, draft class is why Zach Wilson, is it really his pro day? He made that one epic throw that he made, made that him one fall. epic throw with no one around him that everyone said, wow, this, this is, this is the guy. And at times he shows flashes. Like if you actually look at some of the plays, like there's some like backyard scrim plays that he makes. Like he did make some incredibly good plays in that game right. versus Detroit. 
like he did. He just makes so many just poor throws that are off target. But like it's it's just crazy the paradox this guy has because there's some plays he makes that are just truthfully phenomenal. And, and then there's others where you're like, wow, like, oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really felt that Justin Fields at the time was worse than the draft pick. And, you know, he's been, it seems he's developing later on. At least the Bears have some confidence coming into him. And they're, yeah, definitely. <laughs> excuse me. And, you know, Trey Lance has been a disaster so far. I can't stay on the field. But yeah, yeah it should have yeah. been, ju- been Justin Fields ultimately. And there are texts of me saying that should be the case. And look where we're at. Now you're hoping that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has this amazing trip or, a uh, prophecy where he wants to save the New York Jets franchise, which would get him a lot of uh, a huge legacy to his belt, which give which should I'm sorry, which would add on to his legacy to his belt if he is the one to at least get the Jets in a in a deep playoff run or heck get them their first super to get into their first Super Bowl since Super Bowl three, and that's why the one very small part of me would think, man, maybe Rodgers would be crazy enough to do that, but. I think if he used his head straight, uh, Vegas is the better option for him. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I feel like um, if he wanted to go back, maybe re- reunite with Devonta Adams. Um, I do yeah. feel like the Jets have playmakers from Brie Paul, um, Garrett Wilson. But, I mean, outside Garrett Wilson, like, who are you throwing the ball? Like, Elijah Moore is not reliable. Denzel Mims no. is not reliable. Corey Davis is always hurt. So, it's like, I, I don't feel like the Jets have enough depth. Right, for yeah, sure. I, I don't. Like, you know, outside of those two players, they don't have a – very well-rounded offense. They have a couple of star players, and, you know, that, that's great. But, you know, what happens if Garrett Wilson gets hurt? What happens if Brees Hall – like, look what happened when Brees Hall when it got injured. They couldn't run the ball at all. No. They, they, you know, the offense was completely down the tubes. Right, and and that that was heartbreaking. He looked like he really had some potential. You only hope that he could come back from a terrible – Oh, yeah, Brees like Hall looked like, a, looked like a future all-pro last year at a point. He, he looked great. Typical Jets, huh, Hayden? Every year, every year, something will happen. I'm just convinced. I personally would like to see if if it was up to me for the quarterback. He showed a little flashes towards the end. He did make a very bad mistake in the final game of the season against Seattle. But if Baker Mayfield was your quarterback, how would you feel about that? It's interesting. I feel like he would inject energy in the team. He's a spark plug. Yeah. Um. I don't think it would be the worst option necessarily. I think maybe it would be interesting. A lot of people do like Baker Mayfield. I feel like he has some moxie, some confidence, which Jets haven't had in a quarterback in a while. But right. I feel like they also need a mature guy who's going to take the blame for everything and really be a leader of men. And from what I've seen from Baker Mayfield, there's there's question marks on his leadership ability. Mm-hmm. And we had a quarterback who didn't take accountability for anything. And there's been question of leadership with Zach Wilson. So I feel like we would want a right. more mature person a little bit than Baker Mayfield. But that being said, is on the field production. Um, I feel like on the, if, if you were to keep us in games and, you know, win us some games, I, I don't feel like it would be the worst move. He'd be better than what we had last year. 100%. Well, anything's better, but. Definitely. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you see um, Ryan Tannehill as the guy that the Jets will I get. think Ryan Tannehill will be the guy. That's who I think they will get. Um, but I want them to get Aaron Rodgers. That's who I think they should get. They should get Aaron Rodgers. But just something inside of me is telling me that they're not going to get Rodgers or Carr. I just, I don't know why. Maybe that's maybe that's me being like gloom as a Jet fan and just saying, <laughs> oh, we're never going to get the guy. But like, I just, I see Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback next year. All right. Any interest in maybe an Andy Dalton? 
he's available or he's nah, no, Andy Dalton's not the guy. I, Ryan Tannehill was actually had some success. He had a lot of success with Tennessee, and he won a lot of football games. So yeah, he knows how to put his team in the right position. It'd be interesting, but he also had Derrick Henry, and we don't exactly have a Derrick Henry in the backfield. I mean, Brees Hall is good, but he has to stay healthy. Right. So, we'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. But ultimately, for next year, and, and you know. One thing I have to ask, how do you feel about Robert Sala's performance as head coach so far? Um, I mean, oh God, I mean, it's interesting. His defense has performed, but the offense has been so awful. And there's just certain things, like he gives an all gas, no breaks. Sure, and at the end of the season, or finish after you go, after you lose six straight games at the end of the year. Um, some of the optics, I feel like, have been smoke and mirrors. I mean, you could say all the crap you want with all the receipts and whatever, but you got to win football games. And like at the end of the day, like you're four and thirteen, and seven and ten. Like mm-hmm. Joe Judge got fired after last year's debacle. Um, I feel like this year what was the year if you were to get rid of him would have been would have been a good choice. But I mean, we'll see. I'll give him a third year, but he's got to make the playoffs next year. Him and Douglas got to make the playoffs, so they're both cons. So we'll see. I don't love him. I don't love him. I feel like there's certain aspects. Like I, I do like his leadership, actually. I feel like he's a leader of men. He's someone I would want to go to battle with. Like I actually like him personally as a guy. Like there's some other like Adam Gase was a disaster that way, but I yeah. definitely would go to leadership. I, I feel like with leadership, Salah does have good leadership skills, but at the end of the day, like you gotta win football games and like you could talk as much as you want, but if you don't back it up, who cares? Some people have said that Joe Douglas is too nice to his players. Do you think that's true? Um, no, I don't, because I feel like he's made trades. Um, he's a pretty shrewd operator in that regard, so I wouldn't say he's too nice to his players. And also that athletic say- story about there was some real contention in the locker room that he had to really break up. And it's good that they kept it out of the press until the end of the season, but there is something to that, I'd feel. And you have to get rid of that those toxic players. Allegedly, what was it, like Elijah Moore went out um, with... Elijah um, Moore is requesting a trade, and... He's cursing out the OC. Yeah, with you know, with uh, nonsense. And, you know, I understand you don't want to trade the guy. I understand, but like, why can't we trade him? Like, if he's that bit of a guy, like, just get rid of him. Like, I don't really understand why we need players like that. We could get Clearly. a lot of picks for him, but like, you know, that being said, I mean, you got to develop your wide receivers in the in the in the draft, and they just haven't done a good job between Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims. Like, Garrett Wilson was a hit, but like. The wide receiver they're developing and the one they're even the free agents have not been good enough. Like Corey Davis has not been good enough. He hasn't been on the field enough. Like you gotta get another guy. Like I would say if you're gonna get Aaron Rodgers, you should go after Alan Lazard. That was one of his favorite targets in Green Bay. Um bring him in, he'd be a good connection, maybe a good number two or three with Rodgers if you're gonna go that route. Mm-hmm. But um that being said, Corey Davis is also good because he has familiarity with Tannehill, so we'll see. Definitely, definitely. And um yeah, so ultimately, as we go into this crucial season, do you feel the future is bright for the Jets? Do you feel they'll get it right in the draft? And do you see the Jets being a playoff team next year? And ending um, their huge and very long drought? No, I don't. Next year, I don't. I don't feel like they are a quarterback away. I feel like there's holes all over the roster. Um, I feel like the defense is going to regress. It was an elite defense last year. Um, you got to figure inevitably the defense is going to regress. And I just... I don't necessarily feel like this veteran quarterback will take us to the playoffs this year. I think 2024 is the year I would say you target and say that's going to be a team that's going to win 12 games. 
I, I, I feel like 2024 is the year where we maybe have a veteran under our system for a year. Uh, you maybe bring in a new coaching staff, a new GM. I, I'm targeting 2024. Um, Jet fans, I think, are being a little overly optimistic about next year. Um, I, I, I think there's talent on the roster, but it's not deep enough. Like the rosters, they just have, don't they don't have a deep enough roster in my opinion. So I want them to be a playoff team. I root for them to be a playoff team. But if I'm going by the odds and what's happened off this GM and takes the fifth year to get it right, um, I don't feel like next year they will be in the playoffs. I definitely feel like next year is going to be year they'll be six and eleven or six and eleven. I just right. I see it next year. I see it. I don't want to be negative, but. I don't feel like they are a quarterback away. And I said it, I said it at the end of the year. They're, they're not. They're a whole offense away. And give us, like I said, give us 2024, new GM, new coach, everything all set up. That's the year you target. And to say that's the year you're going to win 12 games. All right. I respect your candor there. And I'm sure you hope you're wrong. I hope and- I'm wrong. I, I pray to God I'm wrong. But if I'm a betting man, I'm betting the under. Hopefully we could check in right before the season starts to see where we're where they're at, and we'll know the quarterback situation. We'll know the draft situation, and you know, see where the Jets go from there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So also just some other things you mentioned with the other sports, so baseball, um, the Yankees. That's your team. Yankees, um, yeah. Um, yeah, not as big into the Yankees as the Jets, but I'm, I'm a big Yankees fan. All right, all right. I I love the Yankees. Uh, coming into this season, a season where the off seat where the off season was big because of a crucial move in bringing Aaron Judge back, but Brian Cashman only brings back call brings in Carlos Rondon, a returning Tommy Canely, and that's it. It really seems. And um, our left fielder is going to be Aaron Hicks, and and. Um, you know, we're, we hopefully we get people back like DJ the Mayhew, and again, that's it. Not even Andrew Benatendi's coming back to see where nope. things can go. And, uh, and Montas is going to be after the season. He just tore his shoulder today. Yep, what a surprise, huh? Another yep, terrible are- in-season move by Cashman. Gets a contract, and he's just riding the coattails. He has a job for life, and there are pl- met plenty of Yankee fans just asking why. Are you one of those Yankee fans? Why Cashman? Why does this? Why is it taking so long? Why the uh, not being aggressive? Why not be like quote unquote the Yankees used to be? Um, I mean, I am, but at the same point, you also got to look at the guys' success. Like they have been making it to the ALCS. They have been making it. They have been winning a hundred games a year. I think last year they won ninety nine games. So like, the success has been there. It just hasn't led to the to the World Series appearance because, like I said, they're. They're just not quite at the Astros level yet. And that, like you said before, it was frustrating that they didn't get any of these big players. And people are celebrating the Aaron Judge trade, but like, is it really making us any better? Like, they, you know, are we so much better with Aaron Judge than we were? Like, I think know, in the have- sense of at least making the team more interesting and actually going to see him and seeing this potential this guy has, yes, because it, it would be a huge hole and we would significantly miss him. Oh, yeah. No, it, and in that I, sense, uh, yes. But I get it that. The team is essentially the same that it was a year ago. Yeah, it's the same as it was. I don't really feel like they improved. And, like, Houston just landed uh, Jose Abreu. They got a couple of players. Just got a a former MVP. I I feel like Houston's improving and we're not. So that's definitely a little bit frustrating. But maybe maybe some of the guys in the minors of the pipeline will be be, – 
Yeah, yeah like Volpe better be yeah, this Volpe. all-star player they're holding out for. But when is enough enough? Like, I get it. We're, we're getting to the ALCS and stuff, but the Astros own us. And we're getting to a point where they're almost, they've almost they've almost owned us for an entire decade. Yeah, no, it years, is, it And it's is, embarrassing. It, is it really is. It is very frustrating as a Yankee fan. Like, and Cashman's had his time. What is he? What do you mean, It's like 1999? Yeah, 98. So he's one of the longest tenure. Twenty five years. He's one of the longest tenure GMs in the history of sports. Am I am I wrong on that? Twenty five years. No, twenty five so years, like, and and yeah, but yet haven't won a World Series since '09. Yeah, it's, that's a problem. I, I feel like after this year, if you don't win a World Series, I feel like you know you got to just say, hey, you've had a great run, but we got to we got to try a different way. Or oh yeah, like th- th- logically, that's the case. But the, the Steinbrenners clearly won't do that. It's it seems it's all about it's all a money game at the end of the day. It's about the revenue you bring in. It's about getting the asses in the seats. And I mean, there is a World Series bonus you'd get what if you get there, but it seems like they they just don't care enough, and they're they trying gotta, to give us that corporate BS. They got to get to the World Series too. That's I mean, they got to get yeah. past you, and that's. Like I said, last year the series was like they just they pummeled us. They you know what they went they, they swept they us swept. last year. They and swept then, us last year and they beat us. They beat us in 2017 with the upstart Yankees with Girardi, and then they 2019 19. they beat us, and then 2019 they beat us with Aroldis Chapman and hung a slider. Thank God he's off the team. Oh my God! But he's it's time to go for him. Yeah, time to go for him. But I mean, I think there's some question marks too. Like who exactly is going to be the closer this year? Are they going to have a bullpen by committee? Like. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's some question marks, but I mean, like I said, I think Yankees will be very good. I'm not saying the Yankees are going to be very good. Like they're they're going to be a very good team. It's just a matter of if they, are they going to be elite enough to to catch Houston. I don't feel like they're they're there yet, but who knows? Like I said, someone could someone could develop from the minors. That guy Volpe could be a superstar, or, or they could get another midseason acquisition in, in the trade deadline. So I'm not I'm not going to lose hope for the season. I think they're going to be good. I think I think what we will get to the ALCS. And it's just a seven-game series from there. Yes, they lost. They lost their. They lost their Cy Young ace, and Verlander is going to the Mets. But uh, the thing is, Houston clearly knows how to develop players too. Jordano Alvarez comes out of nowhere on a key trade from the Dodgers. Look like at that. You, you get rid of George Springer and you bring in Kyle Tucker. Yankees just aren't doing that. Like what the hell? Yeah, no, that's that's very frustrating too. And I definitely feel like our top pitcher, um, Garrett Cole, is a little bit overpaid. I mean, he's very, he's very good. Like, I'm not gonna say Garrett Cole isn't very good. Like, he's excellent. he improved in the playoffs this season. But yeah, but I feel like if you're gonna be paid, that he got at the time he got the highest salary in, in the history of baseball, the contract he got at the time. I feel like you should be one of the you should be the best pitcher in the league. Like, yeah. you should have an ERA under under 2.5 if you're gonna be getting paid that much. That's just me personally. Not to say he isn't great, but I mean, for the money he's worth, is he really worth it? That's my question. Holding on hope, Hayden. Holding on hope. You know, um, one thing you sent me, right? I was just curious. Jake, just quick uh, change of directions. You, when I was, I always ask for promotional pictures. You sent me your Hinge profile, which was hilarious. I love. Yeah, I, I didn't. Really that was have unique. Many, I didn't really have too many pictures, so I was like, oh, like I'll just send all the ones I have. <laughs> I just saw they were all on Hinge. They're actually pretty good pictures, so I'm like, all right, yeah. How's Hinge going for you, if you don't mind asking? <laughs> It's very, very hit or miss. I don't do too well on that one. Bumble, I do a little bit better, but I'm working on it. The Bumble guy. The Bumble's the one to go. Been on some dates recently with some girls, so we'll see. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, What's been the biggest lesson you've learned from a dating app? 
It's a very good question. Um, don't necessarily trust the picture. You got to still get to know the person. You know, great, great. You know, one of the best advice things I've heard when you meet somebody on an app, you really do meet them twice. Meet them online, then you meet them in person. And yeah, it could go either way from there. And I think that that's very fair um, to say you have to really get to know someone. And there is a extra road to hurdle instead of meeting someone in person. But I think people just take it a little too seriously sometimes. And it's like, okay to it's okay to just do your own thing. And if somebody likes you enough, they'll let them, you know, and take the effort with that. So don't take them too seriously. I think that's one key thing I've learned with dating apps. Like, and by that, don't take it seriously. It's like, it's not the end of the world. If something doesn't work out and stuff like that, or. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm getting to the point where I, you know, we're obviously getting older. I'm 25. So I want to you know develop something long-term, you know, move in eventually when I get a girlfriend, move in with her. Yeah. You know, that thing, you know, get a family and all that, all that stuff. For sure. And, um, do you mostly meet girls from Long Island or you meet them? Um, like I've in met New girls York from or... Long Island. I'm from Connecticut. It really depends. Um, okay. it really depends where I am. I mean, I'm still working on it. I haven't, I haven't had too much success recently, but I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> well, I believe in you, Hayden. You've got a good glow and good head on your shoulders. I'm sure you'll be able to easily, uh, make somebody, uh, Hopefully. Somebody great company with somebody. Hopefully, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Another thing I've noticed, Hayden, yeah. you met Stephen A. Stephen A. Yep. Smith at a book signing recently. Smith at a book signing, yep. And I'll, tell me about that experience. I'll tell you a little bit about Stephen A. Smith. He has, I swear to God, he has more security than the Pentagon has. There was like... <laughs> Five bodyguards there. I had to crop out the bodyguards because I couldn't believe it. Three security. I couldn't. I couldn't even talk to him. I just got the picture and I was like, "He is all business, man. There is really? no silly. He's no talking to people. He's all business all the time." I, <laughs> like I said, he's. I've never seen that much security around for one person in my entire life. <laughs> it was kind of kind of insane, but you know. Really? Okay, okay. So, I assume this is off his new book he just released uh, last month. Yeah, Straight Shooter, yeah. And did you read the book? Yeah, I read the book, yep. How'd you like it? I loved the book. It was great. Yeah, I, I really want to check it out, too. Interesting so, story. So, you get you go to the Barnes & Noble. Um, was this, what, in Long Island, too? Or was it was this in a, New, York City, New York City. The Fifth Avenue one? Yep, the Fifth Avenue one, yep. Seems like the last bookstore left these days, huh? They close. I think they closed the water Union Square. I used yeah, to I mean, go I, hang I like out there a lot. A lot. So I, I go to I go to Barnes and Noble. So, mm -hmm. so you get you wait in line, and like so, what happens? You just say, "Hey, Stephen Day, I'm Hayden now." I I they wait in line. They they <laughs> he he you write your name and then he signs your name to the book and then they just leave. I'm not even kidding you. There there was. Zero. It was like going to a drive-through and getting your burger. It was just like it was crazy how little interaction there was. Like really? you couldn't even talk to him. You couldn't. I was like, I said, I was like, can I get a video for like my my students? Like there would be a cool shout out. I couldn't get that. It was like absolutely not. I was like, I, <laughs> I'm not asking anything crazy. It just I thought it would be cool if my he students said, got absolutely that. not in the Steve yeah, Absolutely not. not. The bodyguards were like, it was like I was committing a federal crime. So it was, you know, it yeah. was kind of crazy, but. It was cool. Did you? Did he at least smile and say hi? At least you got a no, nice picture. No, no, barely. 
Apparently, it was just sign the book. Next, next. Well, well next. shoot. I guess it's true. Don't meet your hero sometimes, but <laughs> it's all business. I'll give him respect. You know, he right. promotes the book like wow. Yeah, seriously. He I felt he was on every major podcast like and radio the book show. Was great. The book was phenomenal, and I, I got to respect the guy's work ethic. It's just he's all business, you know. Hear That's that. how he's Mr. Corporate America of ESPN. Yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day, Hayden, you'll be able to get him, get to know him more on a personal level. I mean, maybe it would be nice, but you know, I, 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 you know, I have some friends who work at ESPN, so maybe they know him. But yeah, so, so when he worked at, I used to intern at SiriusXM Radio, and you know, he's still pretty. He was a still a big name. This was in the summer of 2015, but yeah, he's a big name. He's that's when he started with Kellerman. Yeah, so he would do his serious show, and I would like. I ate lunch in this area, right? And he just eat lunch in this area too. And like, okay. there was like a solid four or five times we just would eat lunch at the same time, like a couple of tables away from each other. I was like, hey, that's Stephen A. What a cool guy! And hopefully, I can know him one day too. And uh, a, I love know, his podcast. I love his regular podcast. Love oh, first take and is, me, and my dad connect with great. here him. So he's amazing. He really is. Do you listen to the one he has? No mercy. It's a new one. Yeah, I no, do. But, From Odyssey. Yeah, he's got some good stuff going on. I mean, the guy is brilliant. Like the guy can speak. He's he's good. I mean, nothing but respect for his work. And I've never yeah. seen anyone work like he does. He is an I'm not kidding you, the man never sleeps. He's at like he's a, a basketball game. He's on first take. He does the radio show. He does the podcast. I think he does UFC as well. I, I'm not and I think all this Yeah, he definitely that. does boxing, I think. He does boxing. I mean, r- ridiculous. I mean, I, the guy never sleeps. Like I you know, and you know, my, I loved him recently. If you ever, he was awesome on Bill Maher's Club Random podcast. Oh yeah, his, yeah, that one was good. Yeah, when he, <laughs> when he goes unfiltered about the the PC stuff. And yeah, he's, he's good. So what? What other besides Stephen A? Though, what other like podcasters or broadcasters are interesting? You mentioned oh. my friend Sessa, obviously a special one. I Who love um, the new guy. I like right now is Keith McPherson. I call into a show a lot. He's really he's very good. I, I like calling into him on WFAN. And just go Hayden from Hayden from Dix Hills. They, they, it was Aiden for a while because I didn't get my name right for the first four times. But you know they got it right. No way, you're a fan caller, huh? How about that? So I mean, he's he's a nice guy. He's very nice, very personable. He makes you feel respected. He he really lets you talk on the radio. So I feel like he does a very good job. He's someone I would like to aspire to be like in radio and kind of give everyone the chance to speak and kind of you feel like you're on his level. He doesn't talk down to you or anything. He's He's a very nice guy on the radio. He's he's, one, he's my probably my favorite guy in WFN right now. I mean, I like wow. calling into, I like calling into to, um, Tiki and Tierney. I called in a few times. They were nice guys. Carton yeah. was nice, but they don't let you really talk in Carton. They, Keith McPherson lets you talk for a while. Right. So so you've you've called so you've called Carton and Robbie's called Tiki and Tierney called yep. Keith. Yep. Um, have you called Boomer and Geo? That's my Boomer favorite show right now. I haven't called Boomer and Geo yet. They're, they're, their ratings are good. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite show right now. My two per favorite personalities, and yeah, Keith's awesome. He's I think he just showed comes from the podcasting world, did his own thing from there to podcasted for John Boy, now the fan. Yeah. Jr. is another one, did his own the, show on YouTube. The one guy I don't really like is Michael K. I don't like Michael K. I feel like he's very arrogant. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I'm not okay. a fan of him either. I, and um, I also love Mad Dog a lot. Mad Duck's Mad good, Dog. yeah. Mad Duck's cool. Him and Stephen A. surprisingly have been very good together. I yeah, I didn't know how that would work, but it's a pretty good combo. I was like, wow, it, it really kind of works. 
And I appreciate them going bleeding into a mainstream to that, that all ages can see yeah, what Mad Dog it, it, does. It, it, and he's still it, himself. It, it, yeah, he's still himself. And, and it works. Like, I, you know, it, it's you, they have a good chemistry on, on air. And I really like J- Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. I love Sal Licata. There's Sal really Licata no one I fan. dislike on the fan. No, I, I like know. them all, too. I, I like Sal Licata. Uh, Luke, Tommy Logauer is not bad when I call, called him, him once or twice. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy. Um, yeah, yeah, they're all good. One thing I have to do more, I've never been a caller to the fan. Only um, the one time I did, it was like, uh, it was, I admit this, I was just after a late night at the bar. It's like, you know what? I had a little liquid courage in me today. And I really think, you know, I could, could, I could talk on the fan. I think I could be a listener, contribute, and probably be a caller. And I just never done it for whatever reason. And most of the time I've called, I've, I was impatient and want to wait on the line. But I did for Chris McMonagle, and I literally was about to go on, and then the phone died. True story. Oh, that's crazy. Completely yeah. No, I, I, oh, I'm lucky. I, I'm like a regular on Keith McPherson, so that will let me on a lot now. But No way. That's really been, cool. I have, to wait, I have to wait like an hour for just, you know. Mm. whatever and then you, you know, hear that yeah. infinite that that screeching noise oh now you're on because i did yeah, radio yeah, yeah. for serious progress and i, I startled i, I startled for thing. a second i started for a second it gives it gives me a little bit of you know shivers a little bit but i, I get on the radio i'm not i like i said i kind of like to talk i don't Same. really necessarily mind something like this like there's you know for me it's therapeutic there's no stimulus nothing running around or anything for sure like my job, it can be difficult at times with kids, kids running around and control them. And it's like when you could just talk, you're just sitting in front of a mic and talking sports or talking whatever knowledge I have. So, All right. Now, transitioning to that, you do your own podcast, the Settle the Score podcast yep. on all podcasts and platforms. Talk to me about you starting that show. Um, I mean, really, it was just a thing to get people involved, like get them involved in sports. You know, hopefully I can say something that really – reflects people's viewing opinions and viewers. Um, really just something I did for fun, not necessarily doing it, you know, to, although I'd like to make some money off it too, eventually, but like just giving people the ability to talk. Cause you know, some people just need the confidence to be able to speak on a mic or, you know, speak on a show. And I feel like just being able to give people the ability to come on my show, feel like they're being supported. Like it's not a pressure environment. It's not like you're calling it someone famous. Like I, I just feel like I wanted to give the show to give give back to people just a chance that, you know, if you want to talk sports with someone or just have an outlet that you could come on my show, I bring on all my friends, anyone who wants to really come on regardless of background knowledge. If, if you really, you know, just like with your show, you know, if you have an, if you have an opinion, you know, kind of share it. And know, that's where the productive part comes with my show and for yours as well. That just shows that anybody can speak on anything, especially whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, everyone has the yeah, ability no, no, like, to contribute if they want. Definitely. And it's okay if they don't either. So, like I said, mainly mostly sports. And when do you post? Like you, you post sporadically. I do it usually every every Friday. Um, I take I took a week off because I've been really busy with work and stuff. But I'm probably gonna do another episode this week. Okay, so every Friday, check out the Settle of the Score podcast on yep, Spotify. Yep, it's usually just just I I usually just do like a recording, so you just hear the audio. I'm I'm kind of working on getting it on Instagram and all those other platforms, which I could use some help. But for right now, we got about 150. 150 listeners, you know, over like right. eight or nine. It's not, not like I said, it's not we're hitting out of the park completely yet, but it's nice that, you know, I have some regular people that listen to what I have to say and, you know, they, they talk and it makes me feel, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I actually can, you know, contribute and, you know, have some skills that I can utilize. And we all start somewhere. And as long as you just love the medium yourself, 
and then I'm trying to accomplish myself with this brand, there will be people who will listen. There will be people who give a damn. There will be people who will give you the support you need. But as long as you also just be, if you're also just your own audience and you appreciate you putting that effort out, it's going to go a long way. And it's yes. worth all the years of, of work to, to, to hit that special level and be legitimately influential. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. That's my passion. You know, I just, you know, whatever I do in my career, it's, it's just income. But for this, this is what I want to do. This is a brand that's, I want to dedicate my life to and having it become legit and, you know, who knows, maybe you could be a part of it too, or for both of our shows to help it help us grow. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm definitely I'm trying to build up my show. So any suggestions or help I can get, I would love to take your advice. Cause you know, I, I see all you have a great setup right now where you're posting on Instagram, Facebook, and it's it's pretty cool. And I want to get to that level because I'm still absolutely still getting a little Aiden. bit more accustomed to the social media aspects of it, kind of marketing it. I'm I'm getting I'm getting used to it a little bit, but I definitely could use some support and hit some help. And I I, I feel like it's you know if you have someone who, you know, feel like would help you, I feel like it's always good. You know, I, I look for mentors for my boss at, at the school. He helps me out a lot. So just being able to be receptive to learn is something I feel like is very important. Any, any time you need the help paid and no matter what time of day, let me know. I would love to help. And as I'm still trying to learn my way around this industry as well, of course, I'd love to help you and promote your brand and show what you got and get some collaborations along the way too. Yeah, I'd absolutely love that. All right, man. We'll definitely be a touch there. And I have a feeling this won't be our only time recording on making no, content I, I, here. So no, it's it was a great show. I really appreciate you having me on. I, I love speaking. Of course. I'm really happy to hear some of your opinions. Definitely. And this is only the beginning. And let's uh, really focus there. Let's get Brian Schwartz uh entertained to make him laugh. You know, I it's a um I'll tell you off the air. He told me something funny. I'll, t- I'll just tell you off. It, I love, but, um, I, I love, I, I love Brian. So anything about so Brian. let's let's get him excited too, dude. and everybody. He is. He really is. He's and um, Ralph too. I love Ralph too. Oh yes, big Yankee fan. You know oh, the thing. I I never. It's funny too because I've known these guys for years now, but it's all been virtual, and I never met him in person. I really hope to one day, especially with you, and um. You see it for myself. I mean, I don't even know what Rao's voice sounds like, so it's it's yeah. funny how that works, right? Um, this is just a couple more things, just just to really wrap it up. And um, I do a tradition with all my first time guests. But one thing okay. you mentioned, you like the re- you like WWE. Yep. So, tell me right now, who's your guy or girl? Like you really like in the superstars? Ooh. You Roman Reigns guy? You like this bloodline Ooh, story? Which you know what? I used to – God, it's a tough one. My favorite guy was probably um, – I loved Edge. Oh, my God. I was a huge Edge guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was my favorite. Favorite star. Favorite superstar of all time is definitely Edge. Favorite, without a question. Yeah, by the rock. I've always really been a keen to Roman Reigns, though. I got into fitness after watching a Roman Reigns workout video. And then and- I was like – Okay, let's we learn about this guy and like yeah, he's what a great story. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you a, a crazy story actually. My dad actually just hired uh, the great Kali's wife to work for him. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't That's piss her story. off, or she'll get her husband. Yeah, yeah. I I always I'm always like that. Can you give me a picture with uh with him, the great Kali. You know, <laughs> maybe he'll be nicer than Stephen A. <laughs> yeah, maybe 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 Stephen's not a bad guy. It's just, oh know, yeah, you're right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Corporate. It's corporate, but you know. For sure. That's the name of the game. 
But how about that? You've been watching, um, like you went just did it, like they have Elimination Chamber this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested. And I know, I know Cody Rhodes is probably going to be the champ now. That's what my dad keeps telling me. They want Cody Rhodes to finally be the champ. Yeah, I think that would make the most. I think they're going to, I know during this rise of Cody, they also had this bloodline story with Sami Zayn and the Usos and Roman Reigns that has just taken over One all of wrestling. I don't like the, they got rid of the Dudley brothers, right? The new, the Dudley brothers are out. Yeah. Really there's, there's no longer around. They anymore. had some good tag teams with the new day and the Usos. It's, mm-hmm. it's good. right. And I, I just think they're going to put Sami Zayn in that match to be a triple threat at WrestleMania. And historically those have been good matches. Yeah, that should be a good one. And you know, also uh, MJF lives right, right right around me by for AEW. He's the champion. yeah. He lives like ten minutes from me. My friends know him, and you know, my my brother in law knows him too. Really, not like he's becoming a legit star. Like I think yeah, he really he's crossed a, the mainstream. He, he's, he'll he'll go to WWE pretty soon. He's a big deal for yeah. Very funny. I liked him when he was on part of my take, another big podcast. I just. Of. I just can't believe how well AEW has done. Like they really, it's they're, incredible. they're quite, they're quite frankly, I think almost as good as Raw and SmackDown. Like they're right on that level. You can make the argument, and the fact that they became such a huge brand in four years, like with a major TV yeah. deal on a major network, it, it's 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 awesome for on a business standpoint too. Yeah, it's awesome for Tony, Tony Khan. Is, yeah, I like Tony him. Tom. I heard him on an interview recently on Mark Marin's. Very fascinating guy. I think he's more than just a Nepo baby. I think he really works hard to get what he, he's at. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. So, yeah, some cool stuff with wrestling. And one theme I've had, when will be the day wrestling's cool on a mainstream level again? And maybe I, I still maybe this wrestling be school. My dad oh, yeah, for watch. sure. My dad still watch every week. So. I'm a big wrestling fan, and it's getting more respect that it deserves and see what the future brings. Um. So one last thing, Hayden, before we wrap things up. I do something known as the Prowse Questionnaire. I ask 10 questions based from the show Inside the Actor Studio. 10 questions. I always ask the first-time guests. And um, simply they're going to be 10 questions to really show the person you are. And um, are you ready to do it? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. First, Hayden, my first uh, question on the Prowse Questionnaire. What is your favorite word? No, no worries. That's my favorite phrase. I will go with your favorite phrase. No worries there. So what is your least favorite word? Boy, um, that's a tough one. Um, probably can't. Can't. Awesome. I would have to say this. I would have to say that's the same for me. So my next question, not necessarily a sexual question, but um, what turns you on in this world? Um, po- probably possibilities. Possibilities. Wow, that's a very good, wholesome answer to that. I appreciate it. I I was I should have given something sillier, but it's whatever. No, no, trust me. Like I said, there are people who literally answer that sexually. There's was only one time I had to just completely turn it out. It just will make everybody look bad. Um, I think that's a uh, Get a good answer to that. So the next question I have for you on the Prowse questionnaire is um, what turns you off in this and world? A serious answer for like what I don't like people who aren't ambitious. 
You don't like people who are ambitious. All right. No. That's what turns you off in this world. As, as Lack of ambition. That's a serious answer. Yes. All right. Number five. What sound or noise do you love? Boy. Um... Huh? I, I don't really know actually to that. Um, probably fireworks. Fireworks. Okay, okay. The sound of fireworks. That's a really good one. I don't think anyone said that one yet. What sound or noise do you hate? Oh, and someone's like trimming their, their fingernails. <laughs> the sound of trimming fingernails. All right, all right. Oh, Number six. Number seven, what is your favorite curse word? Probably holy shit. Holy shit. Okay, okay. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, there's so many different ones. Um, one day probably, I mean, I'm never going to, I would never... I tried to be a lawyer, but I wasn't very good at it. But probably, um, probably a lawyer. Oh, okay, okay. What profession would you not like to do? Um, not want to do. Um, I'm trying to think of that one. Hold on. Well, these are tough questions. Um, yeah, right. They really expand your mind. These are hit. These are hitting hard. Um, not want to do. <laughs> that, uh, like an exterminator. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. And my final question before we say goodbye, Hayden. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? The Jets won the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's the first thing you want to hear in heaven. The Jets win the Super Bowl. That is a great answer. All right. Hayden Nadler, the host of the Settle the Score podcast on all podcasted platforms, including Spotify. Check out all his great work. Check him out as a caller on WFAN. Any final words, Hayden? No, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to seeing the content being publicized. My pleasure, Hayden. Let's stay in touch. Let's see what the future brings. And let's not give up on our dreams. I really appreciate the time, Hayden. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Hayden Nadler, everybody. Very impressed by the young man known as Hayden Nadler. I am excited to see where your future takes you. Awesome job, buddy. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out on the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdcomoPod, or on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So I hope everybody has a great rest of the week. Have an amazing weekend. We are back with it next week with the 200th episode of this podcast. We're bringing in the legend himself, one of the best guys I know, and a really dear friend of mine, Danny Lynch from SiriusXM Radio, the Pac-12 Network. 
He will be joining us on Tuesday to celebrate our 200th episode of this podcast. And if you notice, he was on our 100th episode. And yeah, we're just going to keep the tradition going. Episode number 200 with Danny Lynch as we start a new era with this podcast next Tuesday. And then we're back at it next week with the NFL crew as we wrap up the NFL season. And then we have a lot of other fun things regarding the sports world from March Madness coming up and conference championship the conference championship uh, tournaments in February to get ready for. So we'll talk all March Madness. We have an NBA season to talk about. They are hitting the halfway point this weekend with the All-Star Game. So we have NBA coverage coming your way. Spring training is right around the corner for baseball. So, of course, we're getting into spring training as well. Plus, we have the Oscars to cover and get ready for. We have some other regular guests to tell their stories and make us laugh and ponder life. All in all, we have a lot of exciting things ahead as we are nearing the end of winter and heading into the spring and we start a whole new era of podcast starting with episode 200 so let's see how the new era unfolds let's keep growing the brand keep downloading and listening to the show on all podcasts and platforms keep watching us on youtube check out our reels on instagram tiktok youtube shorts facebook and twitter and let's just keep bringing the world joy. Let's keep talking about the world of sports, entertainment, news, and culture. And let's keep entertaining, informing, and inspiring the world and growing the Productive Conversations brand. I want to thank Aiden Nadler for coming on the show today. Thank you to Alex DeJesus, a.k.a. Dolo Ren, for what he does producing our social media work. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for tuning every week and giving us a chance to make your day a little bit better. So with that, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family, and we'll see you next week with episode 200 with Danny Lynch. All right, much love, everybody. Peace.